not only are you here learning all this stuff, conquering all these like new mountains, learning to code in R, but you're also getting to know all the people that are a part of your program. So that's probably the best part of it, is the fact that you have like a community around you, mm -hmm. um, and you guys are all striving towards, if not exactly the same goal, a very similar goal. It's just really like uplifting and motivating to have that. Jake and Andrew are joining me back today. This is episode two, and joining us, we have a special guest, a recent MSBA graduate, Connor Bryan. We'll talk about his full experience in the program, share a few of his favorite highlights, including all the fun you'll be having in the classic city we call Athens. Welcome back to Data Dogs. This is a podcast inside the look of the Georgia Analytics Program. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a student's perspective of the MSBA program and the process that the students go through. And today we have Connor Brian that's with us that just graduated from the program in May. And so, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about his experience and what roles he played in the program. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm. We'll start off by, um, have, introduce yourself. Tell us where you were before the program and how you got to be in the program. Sure. Um, I was an UGA undergrad, graduated with an advertising English degree, and after that experience, I, re I knew I really liked UGA. I knew I liked my advertising track. Um, wasn't super sure about the English thing, um, but I knew that I wasn't ready to go to Atlanta. I saw a lot of the, my friends who graduated moving that way, thought about it for a long time, uh, and just decided that that wasn't for me. So I, I found some work around Athens in the meantime, started working at a digital marketing company full-time. And um, from that, I kind of discovered that I really like getting down into the nitty gritty of the data. Mm -hmm. And after a year there, I realized that I would like to continue my education. Um, and then heard this, heard about this program and it, it dovetailed really well with my newfound interest in data. Um, and that's kind of how I, how I ended up here. I would just jump in to say, I feel like that's a bit of a common theme too, that mm -hmm. a lot of our students, um, have some experience with, with data and decide, hey, this is a fit for me. I want to I learn more and I, I want to do more in this field. So yeah. I'm just going to say that we, we, we see that a lot, but we were, we were glad to see you for sure. Yeah. And at least um, I noticed um, in the digital marketing world that data has become such a, such a ubiquitous phenomenon that everybody has to learn at least a little bit now. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting stuff. Um, so this program came at a, a perfect time to take advantage of that trend, um, and for me, the mm -hmm. perfect place. So how long were you working before you started the program? Well, I had one year of full-time experience, um, but before that I had always had internships in one way or another. Mm -hmm. um, they started off in like copywriting, because you're trying to use that English degree somehow, but generally moved to the more technical side, mm -hmm. always in the advertising field, though. Sure. Um, so I think I've, I've had internships dating back to the summer of 2013 um, that are related to advertising somehow. Okay. So how did you, how did you learn about the MSBA program? Mm, okay. So that was um, actually very much by chance. Uh, the year that I was working in Athens, um, I worked at a small firm, about 10 people, 
But one of my former coworkers from there knew about the program. Mm. She was working at Terry at the time. And I happened to see her walking across a parking lot. And we just stood and talked for about 10 minutes. Okay. Um, she asked me what I was doing. I told her I was just like looking at Terry campus, like trying to see what's going on over here. And she told me about the MSBA program. Um, and I thought immediately that, yes, that sounds like a perfect fit. Yeah. Okay. Um, very it was cool. very lucky for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the program was brand new when you were looking at the program, right? So how far along in did you apply to the program? So I actually it- applied... Um, I think I had that conversation with her around um, March of 2018. And by that time, I think you guys had already been accepting applications. Andrew and I would have been in the thick of it. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was just coming into it. I knew that I wanted to extend my education somehow. Um, So I'd already planned to take the GRE. Um, And I took that around mid-April, got my results, and I think applied in May. So I applied relatively late. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably right on time. Yeah, just in time for us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was perfect. The process went um really smoothly. I heard that I uh I like missed a dinner or something early on, and I got really scared because I was like, oh no, they're already throwing events for these people. They already have <laughs> their crowd together. Um, but I was happy to know that like my application was received. You guys mm-hmm. let me know that very mm-hmm. quickly and um turned it around and got me in for an oh. interview. So awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we, we do have a welcome dinner, and I think this year about 20 of the yeah. incoming students were able to come, but we just, uh, orientation is sort of the, the jumping off point for sort of that social bonding. Um, could you talk a little bit about your experience in orientation last year and, and what you got out of it? Yeah, I, I think um, you phrased that perfectly. It was kind of the jump off for that social bonding. You come in for a whole week, uh, mo- mostly nine to five, I think, yeah, Um, when not many other people are on campus and it's just your cohort Mm. of students in the MSBA program. Um, And of course, you do like the typical icebreakers, get to know each other. But just by the fact that you're spending 40 hours a week together with these people when no one else is around, you naturally get to know them a little bit and forge those bonds that um, you'll be able to tap into and and, um, strengthen over the course of the next year. So I think by the end of that week, I knew everybody's names. Um, granted, we did have 25 people in our right. program, yeah. um, but I think I could have probably learned more names and felt pretty good about like, oh, this, this person's like kind of got mm-hmm. this personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely knew people and it made me feel comfortable coming into this program. So is it, go ahead, Andrew. Taking Sorry. a step back, do, do you remember how you prepared for the program itself before orientation? I do. What would you advise students to do that you did that worked well? Uh, So, some of my um, preparation was not uh, encouraged by you guys. Like, it was things that I had done on my own that I think prepared me well. Like, I had taken time to take an online course that was, like, intro to coding, um, like, programming essentials or something like that. Uh, And I found that helpful when we dived into um, the R coding. Mm. Um, But in terms of the stuff that that you guys actually assigned, um, there were a few, there's a finance course and an econ course, um, things that I had kind of touched on before, but econ I hadn't seen since high school, and back then I thought it was just demand is this, supply is that, they cross. Um, 
So being able to refresh myself on those and even get a little bit more knowledge right before jumping into um, pretty heavy stats and econ mm. um, classes was, was very helpful for me, at least. So I think this year, one of the changes is we're, there's going to be a stats boot camp mm. to try to help get ready for Cornwell's econometrics. So. I think that is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were thrown in and we uh, learned to swim, but we had to learn to swim. <laughs> most of you swam, right? Yeah, there yeah, were no sinking. Swam, swam. <laughs> um, so subtle I, improvements is what I like to think yeah. of making. Yeah, yeah. subtle changes. Um, I also want to touch on the fact that I did do some like professional development stuff over the summer. I think that was part of the career management course that you guys put together. Um, but just reaching out to people who were doing mm. the kinds of jobs that I was mm. interested in doing after school. I talked to a few um, data analysts at consulting firms and um, like data scientists at larger companies. Even if it was just on LinkedIn, hey, like this is what I'm interested in doing. Mm -hmm. Will you answer these couple questions? I just want to get a feel for this. And I think that helped me set a direction for myself and what I wanted out of this program before I even started taking a lot of the classes. Awesome. Were those helpful in kind of figuring out what you wanted to do after the program, like those informational interviews? I think a little bit. Um, it's hard to decide really early mm -hmm. um, just by someone else's word. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, I like my job. Like, it's good. Um, what do you do day to day? And they tell you a few things, but, like, they forget the mm -hmm. parts that would be interesting to you. Um, and until you're actually in these classes right. working through that stuff, you don't really know mm -hmm. what's going to be the most interesting to you in, like, a job capacity. Sure. Um, but I think being able to use that information and adapt it as I took courses and, like, met more people um, was essential to the decision I eventually did make. What have you enjoyed most about the program? Let's see. I mean, there was so much going on. I, I think I'm a person who likes to kind of stay busy mm -hmm. and feel like I'm working toward a goal. And this definitely gave me that. This gave me that uh, in seven different ways. You're in class a lot of the time, like working towards like the next assignment or like working towards a project or just like working to make sure you know this stuff mm -hmm. because you know that at some point in the future, if you become a data scientist or just an analytics person, someone might ask you a question about statistics and you're their source of knowledge mm -hmm. on that. You are the go-to person for that, so you mm -hmm. need to know it. Um, that it, It's just a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. I think the general vibe is what I enjoyed a lot um, because not only are you here learning all this stuff, conquering all these like new mountains, learning to code in R, but you're also getting to know all the people that are a part of your program. Mm -hmm. um, so that's probably the best part of it, is the fact that you have like a community around you, mm -hmm. um, and you guys are all striving towards, if not exactly the same goal, a very similar goal. It's just really like uplifting and motivating to have that. Yeah. So, so with kind of your experience in mind, what advice would you give incoming students? Is there, I know that's kind of a loaded question, but, but what jumps to mind when I say that? Like if, if you had to do it over again, would you do something different? Or what would be sort of the big picture thing that you would want to share with incoming students? I think a big picture is a, is a good word to use because you are constantly learning new things. You do have assignments um, to turn in every week. So it's easy to get lost in the small, like day-to-day, week-to-week, get this done type thing. Um, I would recommend uh, a focus on zooming out, at least occasionally, and 
looking at all the things that you have going for you in this program beyond just the next assignment. Um, investing in your relationships with your teachers, using the time that you have with the CMC staff to either strengthen your career prospects later on or just like get to know them. They're cool people. Um, and make sure that you get to know your classmates. I think I, I did get to know my classmates pretty well. There's social stuff baked all into the program. But I think if I could do it again, the thing that I would focus on more would be um, making those relationships stronger and making sure that we actually spent time, not just like always working together. But that's hindsight, um, and I don't know if I would have been afforded that opportunity well, with all of our. Well, thanks for the plug. That we're cool people. Oh yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. You got it, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's important to us. Not necessarily for us to try to be cool, but to be here to be helpful for the students and be a resource in this journey yeah. is, is very top of mind for uh, Andrew and Lee and I. So. Well, I can say, um, I think every time I was sitting in the hall and I saw one of you guys walk by, you're always like, oh, hey, how's it going? Are you, are you doing well? Like, you're good? Is everything good? It's like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Most of the time. <laughs> okay, good. In our orientation podcast, we mentioned about how uh, we jump into the classrooms because we didn't see them a whole bunch last year. And so we were making sure everything was okay with every... Because we didn't hear any complaints or I much some complaints. Weird looks. Why, why are you here? And right. What, what did we do here? wrong? Yeah, well, at first we were like, should something be wrong? Like, no, everything's going great. We're we're fine, smooth sailing. I think that's just sort of our, our model. What we we're sort of high touch, I guess, on on that side. So because I, I don't want the takeaway to be like we thought something was wrong. We just no, oh, no, wanted no. to hear what right. the students were thinking. One too, like working with the MBA students too, we see them for two years, and so we have a lot more interactions with them when it comes to you know whatever's going on. And so for the MSBA program, it's only one year. They're here in the fall and in the spring, so we're not used to that. You're here, you're gone. Right. Okay. So we want Bye. to most of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, you definitely did. I um I felt comfortable at the times when I did need to come to you guys for like resumes or like anything. I felt very comfortable coming and talking to you guys because of those um, multiple touch points, even if right. it was just walking down the hall <laughs> saying, hey. We're still here. <laughs> well, cool. Well, um, what about, um, I think it may be good to talk a little bit about your career decision. You, you touched on it a little bit, the mm -hmm. informational interviews kind of helping and, and pairing that with what you were learning in the classes and, and the content you were gravitating towards. So could you share with us, you know, your career sort of outcome, where you're headed and, and how you how you look back on that decision happening for you, sort of the evolution of it? Sure. Um, so I'll be starting as a senior data science analyst at SunTrust in August. And I think that role is perfectly within what I wanted um, and what I kind of, the idea that I developed for myself over the course of this program. Um, so I'll break it down. The, the data science part, um, obviously everybody thinks data science is super interesting. Um, and at least for me, the more I learned about like different algorithms, um, how to apply them and the use that they have in companies like SunTrust, um, just made me more and more invested in the idea of doing data science. Also, I, I, I think that I wanted somewhere that could foster um, like that inkling in me that I wanted to do data science and bigger and better things with data science. So the program does go over a lot of these algorithms, go into like some of these methods, but it is only a year. You can cover a lot in a year, but certainly not everything. 
Um, and so I wanted to go to a large company where they already had like some data science um, experts in-house um, so they could kind of like grow that, that um, initiative and uh, passion that I kind of developed for data science. Um, so that's how I ended up choosing it SunTrust, and I think it was a perfect awesome. decision for me. Yeah. Well, that's what we're in it for, too. Like, yeah. You guys are happy. And, and let's add that you don't start until mid-August, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so you have an extra long summer, which means you don't really know how, how your job's going to be. Exactly. Whereas a lot of your classmates are already pretty much a month into their new roles. Yeah. I got all the LinkedIn updates from them. Like, oh, person has a new job. This person has a new job. This person has a new job. I actually, you updated yours this morning. I was about to say, just, just this morning, I went on LinkedIn and I was like, I'm going to update my job too. Like, incoming data science analyst. At SunTrust. <laughs> That's right. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah. she felt left out from the LinkedIn updates, man. Yeah, at least that. But you know what? I'm happy with my choice. And when it starts, it'll be great. Hey, you know, and you got a summer. Like, who can yeah, say that true. who has a full summer before a job starts? And not just any summer. I got a summer in Athens. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask let's you talk you about so, Athens. Yeah, let's do that. So more, more so than in your cohort in our second year, we have a lot more people coming from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, so why don't you tell us and, and tell them about what you like most about living in Athens? Uh, I think I'm a, I'm a pretty good advocate for Athens. Like I mentioned, I went to UGA for undergrad, so that was four years. And then I stayed here for a year to work, five years, and then I was here for a master's program, six years. And there hasn't really been a time that I did not enjoy living in Athens during all of that. It's a very interesting community. It's very vibrant. There's a lot going on all the time. Um, there's like of course the bars downtown, but there's like a local art scene that you can tap into. There's all of the resources that UGA as a whole has, just like beyond Terry Business. They have an art museum, an art school. Actually, the art school is one of my favorite places to study. It's very um, utilitarian and concrete oh, and quiet, especially on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, good tip. But I think that Athens is a very unique place because not only does it have all of these, mm. these benefits, the, the culture, um, the people that are naturally drawn to that kind of culture, but it's also fairly cheap to live. Um, you look at some of these other cities where larger schools are located, um, and rent could be like $1,000 a person. UGA, of course you can find that in Athens somewhere, sure. um, but when I was an undergrad, I paid $300 a month for that rent. Wow. Right, right where did there. you live? Uh, I lived in um, <laughs> Steeplechase. Okay. It was like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right close to downtown. Yeah. Right. A 10-minute walk to campus. Oh, wow. Granted, I did have three roommates, but would it be college if you didn't have three right. roommates? Even that year that I wasn't in school, I found new things to love about Athens. There's always more that it can give, and um, definitely uh, a local community that would be fun to tap into for anybody who was living here, even mm. just for a year. Very cool. Yeah. So I was I was kind of wondering. So you had your some like a summer to say goodbye to Athens. Like, what are your favorite restaurants you're gonna miss, or the, are you in a spot that you're okay to talk about what you're gonna miss about Athens? Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm pretty good at this point. Um, I've resolved. I've I've told myself I was leaving so many times that at this point I'm like, okay, I'm actually do, like I've gone through all of these emotions before. Um, <laughs> my favorite like restaurant uh, is Tulalik. It's yeah, it's so, so good. It's right off of exit 13 Chase Street. It's like a little hole in the wall. Um, and just like pupusas and enchiladas and burritos. 
so like so good. The staff is so nice. The, is it the guy they who owns very it? nice. You seem yeah. like you know the, these people. I know. I've just been there. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I like okay. it. It's it's great. Um, yeah. For all the reasons you pointed out. Um, yeah. Would you say the name again? Uh, it's Talalik. It's named after like an Aztec Mayan god or something. It's T L A L O C. Um, if you go on your birthday, they'll give you a tequila shot. <gasps> Hey. Hey, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my favorite restaurant, not because of the tequila shot, but that doesn't hurt. <laughs> that's good to know. I didn't know that. I, See, I feel like that's one thing about Athens. It is, it is small, but I mean, I've been here a long time, and I'm always learning something about it. Mm-hmm. So I know where to go on my birthday. Yeah. Um, they also give you an embarrassingly large sombrero, so uh, that's another thing to look no, forward no to. Free lunches, right? <laughs> no. no free tequila shots. No. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I think also the, the parks are a thing that I like a lot. Um, the state botanical gardens are here. I love the gardens. Um, yeah, I... Ooh, ooh, the gardens. I've been working remotely this summer, um, and the state botanical gardens is on UGA's Wi-Fi, which I do have access to. So I go and work from the gardens sometimes, and it is magical. Because you can zone in, like, drink a bunch of coffee, zone in for, like, an hour and a half, and then look up, and you're, like, sitting below the biggest banana tree you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's really cool. They just expanded, you know, side note, if you have any children, they have a children's section now in the Botanical so Garden. Cool. It's amazing. I could sit over there yeah. and play. We, we've been <laughs> once. It's, it's a pretty impressive mm-hmm. thing for sure. Yeah. It's huge. The whole children's, like, and you can, um, I think you can, like, take some of the veggies even. Yeah. Like, they have a, like, oh, community Oh, right. Garden yeah, thing. they do. They do. Yeah. yeah, you can water them and. Yeah. And, I learned yeah. that you can eat kale flowers while there. Like, you can oh. eat the flowers that grow on top of kale. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Ooh. They're Get a snack too. while you're walking yeah. through the garden. Feel kind of like a, a goat just <laughs> eating kale flowers, but it's cool. That tastes pretty good. <laughs> Don't tell my three-year-old that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she is a goat. <laughs> yeah. So if you're into the outdoorsy thing, the UGA Botanical Garden is, is great. This is the state botanical garden. Yeah. Um, Troll Creek Park is also good. They yes. have about six miles of well-maintained Running trails, mm-hmm. Sandy Creek as well, the Greenway, mm-hmm. and they all kind of connect to each other through the Greenway. So, so that's yet another nice thing about Athens. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the Greenway is blowing up right now. Yeah. I think. Uh, do you know when they when they're finishing that one down on East Campus? I, d- I don't. I just see construction happening. So yeah. I don't know. Um, but it'll be it will... fully fully visualized or completed. But to Andrew's point, I guess it will be kind of connected to all those things we just mm. mentioned. Yeah. So. I think they're trying to get, like, all the nature linked up. So you just, like, bike through all of it. Oh, that does sound awesome. Anything else to add? Any any words of wisdom that you want to pass on to folks um, who who, who are now where you were a year ago? I would say just try and learn as much as you can um, as you're doing things. And take the CMC's advice most of the time. Uh, you, You have to know what's right for you, but... Generally, they do know what they're talking about, um, whether it's like a resume or like job prospecting or how to network with people. Um, they are a great resource on all of those things. But otherwise, yeah, just just soak as much as you can. In. That's not scripted. Nobody told Connie to say that. <laughs> We're nodding along, though. <laughs> I'll, I'll add to, to Connor's point, too. The CMC, there's... Andrew, there's G1, which you guys probably haven't met yet. There's Paula Lair, there's Patty Zedek. So there are four different perspectives within the CMC. And and, and I think Connor hit a great note that like, you have to figure out what, which advice 
fits best for you. But, but I think you should engage that office and listen, and there are multiple viewpoints there. Yeah. So I, I, that's something that I, that I try to say to everybody. So thank you for, yeah. for saying that. Um, maybe one last question that's on my mind, and it may not be a fair one. Is there something you wouldn't do again? That like, oh, I tried this in the program, and that was a bad idea, and I don't want that time back. Um, if I did it a second time around, I may have been more selective about the events that I attended. Hmm. Um, just making sure that they like really spoke to my interests and um, uh, getting a clearer idea of what I wanted to do going forward so that I could have like spent an extra hour, three hours, whatever, studying for a test or hanging out with people in the MSBA program or enjoying the rest of Athens. But of course you do have to go to events in the beginning to figure out what you like and don't like. Hmm. There's also that side to it. So and something I'm hearing in that too is like time management is something that we, we talk about a lot. Is, is that's a skill that you have to sharpen in this program whether mm -hmm. whether you're ready to or not definitely yeah, yeah. Cool. okay Ooh. well cool well thank you connor for joining us today and telling us about your experience here and we're glad it was a good one yeah no problem thanks <laughs> yeah. for having me guys. thank you for all your hard work in the program yeah we're so proud of of what you guys accomplished it's amazing so oh. thank you but we're looking to help that incoming class build on that yeah part of our role too yes so just throwing things back at you guys to do we'll be there for you yeah. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Connor, for joining us today. Um, and thank you all for tuning in for the second episode. This has been another Data Dogs podcast with myself, Lee Britton, Jake Mosley, and Andrew Salinas. Catch more information at our website at georgiaanalytics.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at georgiaanalytics. Thank you for listening and tune in for our next episode.